Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Rejoice in the Lord your God. Come on, clap your hands and rejoice in the Lord your God. Can you make a shout unto God this morning? Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a shout of praise in the house. Hallelujah. Please leave your seats and go to five people and tell them it's your season of prosperity. Hallelujah. Leave your seats and go to five people and tell them that it's your season of prosperity glory to God hallelujah praise God please take your seats this morning in the presence of God glory to God hallelujah praise God the Lord is good and all the time one more time clap your hands and celebrate Jesus is worthy of I said celebrate Jesus not me but Jesus, you can do it better, you can do it louder, you can give the Lord, give honor unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Yeshua Messiah. Come on, somebody, clap your hands and rejoice. Celebrate Him. Celebrate Him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Please take your seats in God's presence. Amen. For the last time, this time. Praise God. Hallelujah. How was your week? Awesome. Beautiful. Praise God. The Lord is doing great things in our midst. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Alright, turn your Bibles with me please to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 this morning. Glory to God. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Hallelujah. Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. If you're there, say yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say wait for me. Glory to God. All right. It says, but remember the Lord your God... For it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Let's read together. One, two, go. Turn me eight, eighteen. One, two, ready, read. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth confirms his covenant which you swore to your ancestors 
as it is. The Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will anoint your word. Let the entrance of your word give light and give understanding to our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And just say a loud amen. And just say a louder amen. Glory be to God. All right, so I want to talk this morning about, this is very, very important, a very, very important subject or topic. Praise God. I want to use for a title this morning, Bible Keys to Financial Prosperity or Bible Keys to Kingdom Prosperity. Praise God. And we welcome our online viewers this morning. Praise Let's give them a big hand. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us online this morning. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Kingdom prosperity is a journey in God. Kingdom prosperity, kingdom financial prosperity is a journey in God. And one of the things you need to understand is that God has a financial system. God has a financial system. There are different things or certain things that God has put in place, all right, that whoever aligns himself with this system or with these principles will definitely benefit from the system and will enjoy financial prosperity irrespective of who they are. Glory to God. Now, let me say this to you. You can get prosperity with different ways, different methods. Glory to God. Do you agree with that? That's why you see people who are not believers prospering. Are you with me this morning? There are people who are not believers, who are not even close to being a believer. You see them prospering. Praise God. Because they follow some certain principles. But you see, there are certain things that God has set in place, that God has put in place where the kingdom of God is concerned that you and I as believers who wants to prosper the God kind of way must pay attention to glory to God. Say glory to God. Now, Brotune read a scripture, very, very powerful scripture. says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and art no sorrow. Now, not all blessings does have the capacity not to have sorrow. So, any kind of blessing can make you rich. Alright? You can do some funny businesses, you know. You can, you know, do people. You can be involved in some fraudulent, you know, acts and be rich. But you see, it is only the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and has no sorrow to praise God. So, I want you to know this morning that it is only... God's prosperity that is consistent, note that, that is consistent, progressive, and, and peaceful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Only God's blessing is consistent, progressive, and peaceful. Consistent. Say with me, consistent. Say with me, say consistent. Progressive and peaceful. Consistent, progressive, and peaceful. What I want to share this morning are actually principles from God's word. 
They are principles from God's word. And you know this, that principles are levelers. Principles are levelers. Principles give everyone equal chance or equal opportunity. Do you agree with that? In other words, there's a law of gravity that says that if anything goes up, right, it comes down. It's a principle. It's a law. So, if your if your son or your Otedola himself, if you go to a 10-story building, if you stay there and if you jump down, you are going to what? You land on the floor. Nothing will sustain you in the air. So principles has no, they have no favorites as it were. Are you with me this morning? Also, let's say if you're maybe the son of a nobody, right? And then you also go to a 10-story building and you jump. What happens? You fall down. If Pastor E at the praise God, I celebrate God, I celebrate grace. Goes to, so I will not fall down here and collapse. Goes to a 10-story building and tries to jump. What would happen? What would happen? And some of you are like, something will happen, something will carry him. Trust me. If he goes to a 10-story building and he tries to jump up from that floor, it's coming down. So principles are levelers. And the same way, God's word is, if you apply the principles, you get the results. So I want to share with you principles from God's word. Alright? I was saying this morning at the workers meeting that let's assume that you know you have the wrong key to a house. And you are trying to open the key to that house. But you have the wrong key. Even if you have all the, the muscle, your muscular, your big, you know, you've been going to the gym for the past maybe six months and then you have biceps, you have triceps, you have six packs, you have all of those things and then you have the wrong key. There's no way, no matter how long you try, all right, there's no way you're going to be able to open the door. But a small or a, a large who is maybe 10 years old or, or 5 years old, if he has the wrong key, what, what happens? He opens the door, the door opens. So that's the importance of, of keys, of principles. Praise God. The first key to kingdom prosperity, to attain or to achieve kingdom prosperity, number one, you must be obedient to God and his word. You must be obedient to God and his word. Praise God. Kingdom prosperity answers to obedience to God and his word. I know you can't use obedience anyhow now. You know, you just, different things just come to mind. Praise God. But you have to be obedient to God and his words and his word. Praise God. And that's the way you can, you can partake and be a part of the kingdom prosperity that God has promised us. Let me say this to you. Not everything you attempt works. God is not obligated, all right, 
to bless what he has not sent you. Are you here this morning? In the book of Genesis 26, Isaac was going to go down to Egypt. And God said to him, do not go to Egypt. Go to Gerar. And the Bible says he went to Gerar. And the Bible says, and he sold in the land and he prospered. All right? Bible says in the same year he sold, he prospered. So God, one of the things that you need to understand is to know what God is blessing and ride on it. Because God's blessing is not on everything. There is a wave that God, you know, is, is trying to create in your life. You must be able to align yourself to that wave and ride that wave. And ride that wave. Glory to God. God did not design man for a life of struggle. Anytime you're struggling in your finance, there's something you're missing out. There's an instruction you're yet to carry out. There's a word you are yet to comply with. Praise God. Say praise God. Read the Bible. You see the first Adam. When God made Adam, God ensured that everything he needed was in the garden. And I've said this before in this church again and again about the law of first mention. The first man that God created tells us what God has in mind, all right, about the man that he created after Adam. So we see the template of God in that place. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 2. When God made Adam, everything was there. There was food to eat. There was clothes. He had clothes to wear. He had everything. Glory to God. Adam was literally living in abundance. That is the mind of God for you. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So everything was working. Adam was in prosperity as long as he was obedient to God and his word and his instruction. Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil as long as he kept that ordinance, as long as he kept that instruction, he was fine. But the moment he broke that instruction, he was introduced into a life of struggle. And that was why God cursed him and said, you are going to eat from the sweat of your body and all of those things. Praise God. So you see that the mind of God, the ultimate plan that God has for man was that man would live his life in abundance of prosperity. Can somebody say amen to that? Job 36, 11. Job 36, 11 says, if they obey and serve him, if they obey and serve him, you can please show that scripture, Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they will spend their years in prosperity. If they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment or in pleasure. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. If they obey and serve him. So kingdom prosperity is tied to obedience to God. So question, what is God asking you to do? Praise God. About three years ago, God told me, he said, shut down all your businesses. 
and I will tell you what to do. It was very, very tough. I, I spoke to my wife. I said, God, you know, said this to me. He said, so what are we going to be eating? What are you going to be doing? I said, that was what God said. He said, shut down all the businesses. And I shut down all the businesses. Praise God. And waited on God. And God gave an instruction. And I obeyed. And I think it's God better. Praise God. So your next financial level is tied to your obedience. But the problem sometimes is that a lot of people, that's why when they tell people, you know, pray, get in sync with God, know what God is saying. People don't understand how your obedience to God, how you're being spiritual, how you're being spiritual connects your prosperity. It's connected. Your spirituality is connected to your prosperity. Are you with me this morning? Your say my spirituality. Say what me say my spirituality is connected to my prosperity. It's connected. Glory to God. In Luke 5 4, the Bible tells us about Peter. They said, We have toyed all night and caught nothing. We said, Nevertheless, at your word, at your instruction, at your command. We will let down the nets for a catch. So these were people who were professional fishermen. And they understand the dynamics, alright, of fishing. Because the big fishes come out at night. Praise God. So he says, we have toyed all night, but we caught nothing. But your word will let down the net. And the Bible says they let down the net and they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. And their net break and their boat began to sink because of one instruction that they obeyed. Being able to hear God is a priceless gift. Some of you have no business being in the career you are right now, if only you had God. Some of you had no business putting your money where you put it, if only you had God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on... Why would ever say you should not use your understanding? He didn't say that. He, said, he didn't say don't use your understanding. He said don't, don't lean on it. Don't rely on your feasibility study. On your due diligence, rely on God. Says in all your ways, acknowledge Him. You want to do a business, you want to be involved in a project. Can you acknowledge God in that project? Can you acknowledge God in that business? Can you acknowledge God in that career? Lean not on your own understanding. Joshua 1 says, This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night to observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make your way prosperous. You are the one that will make your way prosperous. Your prosperity is your responsibility. You will make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. Number two key. Is kingdom service. If they obey and serve him. If they obey and serve him. Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness and every other thing will be added to you. Now this is one of the most underrated key to kingdom prosperity. And I will tell you why. This is the before maybe like two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, this was the only key that I knew. And the reason why a lot of people don't get the best of this key, I'll tell you why. It's because a lot of people are serving God because of what they will get from him. But you see, the Bible says, seek you first his kingdom and his righteousness and every other thing will be added. Now, what most people are doing is that they are seeking first his kingdom so that those things can be added. In other words, all you have to do is to seek God and it is God's prerogative to add that thing to you. So it is God who will add those things to you. So you are just literally lost in serving God. You are literally lost in serving. Praise God. And then those things will come. Glory to God. David was just busy serving at the backside of the desert. No one saw him. No one recognized him. No one gave him any award. He was just there serving. And when the time came, God singled him out and increased him and blessed him. Glory to God. Because we, we, we've, we've taught people in church that you see, it, it's now become like a transaction. Like a transaction. And if I serve you, and if I'm serving you, I'm, God, as I'm serving you, I'm watching you. If I serve you for one year, and you don't sort me out, God, I'm going to mess you up. That's the mindset some people have. So that's why they say things like, oh, I've been serving you and I have nothing to show for it. Why were you serving God in the first place? You have to come to a place where you tell yourself that though he slayed me, yet I will trust him. So you are not, I'm not serving to get anything from God. If he blesses me, I'm fine. If he doesn't bless me, I'm fine. I'll be here all of the days of my life just serving God. One thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after to dwell in your presence, to behold the beauty of your name. I just want to love you, Jesus. If you provide, it's fine. If you don't, it's fine. I just want to be here serving you, loving on you as the dead pans for the water brooks. So my soul longs after you. You alone am my heart desire. I just want to serve you. Glory to God. So I'm not serving him because of what he will do. I'm serving him because of who he is. I'm serving him because I love him. Glory to God. Say glory to God. You know we have those kind of Christians. Or those kind of Christianity. That they give God ultimatum. God, I'm giving you 30 days. If I don't, if I, if I don't get a promotion, I'm going to backslide. Backslide. Unless you will lose. Are you with me? Bible says his commandments are not grievous. 
If God says that don't sleep around or don't fornicate, it's for your own good. God is in heaven. Are you, are you, do, you do you have an idea that God is in heaven? Do you have an idea that God can, he, he cannot be affected by the things that... Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> God cannot catch HIV. Do you know that? No, no, do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know God cannot run bankrupt? Do you know that? Love, love your adults. Do you know that? Do you know God cannot catch you? Do you know that? So if he says don't fall, it's not because he has something to benefit from it. It's because of you. It's because of you. Glory be to God. The next one, principles for kingdom financial prosperity. I said this last week. Let me, I just felt I should dwell on this a bit today. It's tightening, tightening. Tightening. So important. Let me say this before I talk about tithing. In the New Testament, if you don't tithe, you cannot be cursed. Do you agree with that? If you don't know, I'm telling you. Some of you are paying your tithes out of duress. The Bible says that if you give me the tithe, I will rebuke the devourers. How many of you are tithe because of devourer? You don't want devourer. Take God. Oh, yeah, yeah, take, take, take. No, I don't want devourer. But you see, you need to understand that in the New Testament, a New Testament believer cannot be cursed. But let me say this. It may look like cursed. It, but it cannot be cursed. Anybody who is not tightened, you can quote me anywhere. That person will struggle financially. You are not cursed. But you see, let me tell you why. Let me tell you how I know this. In, in the book of Genesis chapter 14, the first time the word tightened, and I needed to show that, Genesis 14. Let's read from verse 8. The first time the word titan was mentioned, I've talked about the law of first mention a number of times here. Abraham went to Batu, right? And then, I need anybody to see this. Genesis 14. Is there any issue? Genesis 14, let's read from verse 8. You can as well turn your Bible to Genesis 14. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zua, marched out and drew up their battle lines in the valley of Sidim against Kedalahoma, king of Helam, Tida, king of Goim, Amraphel, king of Shina, and Ariok, and all that. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tapids, blah, blah, blah. Verse 11. The four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the food and they went away. They carried Abraham's nephew, verse 17. Then Abraham returned from defeating Kedalahoma and the kings allied with him 
the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh. That is the king's valley. Verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high and he blessed Abram saying, Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God most high. Who delivered your enemies into your hand? Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. So this was the first time the word tithing was mentioned. And it was in Abraham's or Abraham's response to the victory that God gave to him. So when you're, when you're giving your tithes, you're giving it in honor. To God for giving you the victory, for giving you the resources, for giving you the money. Are you with me? I said this last Sunday. I said, You that you are not paying your tithe. You know, you can answer that question yourself. Do you know that? Excuse me. Do you know that? You that you are not, you are still. Those of us that we are paying, you can see our lives. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? You that you're withholding it. Can you? You can tell. Is anybody here? Are you, are you here? I need you to get what I'm saying to you. Let's even bring logic into it. We'll go back to God's word. Let's even, you know, you that you are not paying, is it enough? Can what you earn be enough for you? Even if you're earning five million per month, and trust me, before you will earn five million per month in Nigeria, your role models online, they don't earn it. Your woman crush wedding, they, they, don't, they don't even earn one million per month. I'm telling you. Your man crush money, they don't earn it. In fact, some people's entire profit for a whole year, and they, you see them, they drive Range Rover. They don't, they don't have it. Because the Range was on the loan. Do you agree with that? You may not agree. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I know. Do you know there are people that are extreme, that you think that they are, they are, you use them as prayer points. Never use anyone as prayer points. God's word is your standard. You look at people, you are envious of them. You are beating yourself, saying that God has not been good to you. And they look at you and they're like, if, if only you knew the loan I have. That I'm servicing. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Say glory to God. I was saying it last week with all sense of humility. In the last 15 years, I've not missed that. In the last 15 years. Even when things were terrible. When I, when I mean terrible. I don't want to go into details of the word terribility. The terribility of the terrible. 
Do you want me to go into it? No, 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 no. In fact, if I tell you some things, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Let me show you a scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, from verse 8. Can I talk to you this morning? Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Hallelujah. See how? And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all, in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Verse, verse 9. Verse 9. As it is written, he has scattered abroad, his gifts to the poor, his righteousness endured forever. I'm looking for we were talking about in the midst of your prosperity or poverty. How your poverty has abounded to your liberality. Just a minute. I'm going to get it. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. From verse 2, out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Hold on, just hold on there. Their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Listen to this. Listen to this. Write it down. The best time to give is when you are broke. The best time to give is when you are in poverty. The Bible says here, it says, their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. The Bible speaks about your sacrifice. God is a God that honors sacrifice the Bible says there is one that Proverbs 11.24 Proverbs 11.24 I need us to see this Proverbs 11.24 says one man gives freely yet gains even more another withholds unduly he withholds but comes to what? do you believe the word of God? Trust me. Do you believe the word of God? Let me have the message translation. Message translation. Says the word of the generous. The word of the generous is world. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. Have you seen the part B? Have you seen it? He said the world of the stingy gets smaller is already small don't forget that but it says his world will get smaller and smaller trust me if you are here you are still struggling with tithes you are not ready with kingdom prosperity God cannot, I say this under God God cannot entrust you with kingdom oh, kingdom 
financial prosperity. Kingdom. I'm going to take questions after this teaching. Kingdom. Because I know a lot of people have questions in their heart on this. Kingdom. I'm not talking the other. I'm talking kingdom or kingdom. Very important. Kingdom kind of prosperity. Not the one that uh, you are buying, uh, you, you buy Tokumbo, uh, this one, this one that you have uh, the big daddy and you are thinking you arrived. I'm talking kingdom prosperity. I'm talking real prosperity of lending to nations. I don't get what I'm saying. See, wealth is entrusted into people's hands. It's not something that you think is just, you just wake up and you just, it is, it is entrusted. Satan said, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you the kingdoms of this world. It is entrusted to people. It's not the one that you just, because you, 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 you see what I'm saying? It's not, you have a big daddy and you, you live in a malefice one. Like, no! And you think that because of that, you are, you are prospering. I'm talking about you saying that you want to pay the bills of 10,000 people. and say that I want to sponsor your education. 1,000 people. You, that's what I'm talking about. Not just you. You know, I mean, getting blessed. Get all you can. Can all you get and sit on the can. No, that's what I'm talking about. Real prosperity is entrusted. I pray that God will count you worthy. Don't say amen, no. No, don't, it's not a prayer. It's something that you, you demonstrate. You demonstrate it and God in his infinite wisdom hands that over to you. It's not a prayer. I've prayed to God. I said, God, I pray to God. I pray to God. I don't know about you. I said, God, if you, if you will give me this, this wealth, I'm going to use it for the propagation of the gospel. That's my commitment to God. Psalm 50 verse 5. My people gather my saints who have made a covenant with me. By It's a covenant with God. A covenant with God. That God, if you, and you are there still fighting over tithes, you are not ready for this thing. The kind of giving that you give when God blesses you, that is kingdom inspired, is, it will be more than tithes. Have you not seen people who are not even believers? The Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs, they have given up 90% of their wealth. What are you talking about? Have you read about that? Do you know about that? that even before they die, they have given out 90% of their... Am I, did you hear that? 90% of their wealth, they gave it to not their children. They gave it to the ten percent is enough to take care of their children unborn. <laughs> Don't even tell me the ten percent of what you have right now. That you are still struggling with, you are still struggling. You are still the world of this stage, it gets smaller and smaller. So you will not be small in Jesus' name. I know you like that kind of prayer. You know it's more in Jesus' name. But question! Are you working against yourself? Because there are things you can be doing that you are, you are working against yourself. 
you are working against yourself. God gave you one billion. Can you give a tithe of 100 million? If you can give it, then God can entrust you with it. Yeah, 100. Ah, ah. Only, only. They are not ready. I pray for as many people here who have that heart, receive that grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. The next one is kingdom giving. Kingdom giving. General kingdom giving. When you have kingdom giving, when you, when you give to the kingdom, it means you're laying up treasures for yourself in heaven. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Let's show, let's show that. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Kingdom giving, praise God. Which in, includes giving to the poor and all that. Says, don't all treasure down here. Which is talking about down here on earth. Where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust. Or worse, stolen by. So if you have investment, you can lose your investment. That's what he's saying. He said, don't, it's good to stop, I will get there. It's good to invest. But you see, now, again, do you believe the word of God? So he says, don't all treasure down here where it gets eaten by moats and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by, how many of you here, you've lost money before? I'm not talking you lost 100,000. I'm talking you as in you lost real money, millions. Ah, the hands are down. <laughs> May God prosper you. May you be so blessed that you can lose millions. I've not seen, this is natural wisdom now. I cannot explain it from God's word, but I know there's nobody who attains a high level of prosperity who has not lost money before. In fact, I can support it. John 12, 24, except a kind of it falls down and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. Some of you are afraid to make mistakes. You are too guarded. Guarded. Ah, this money. Ah, let's invest. It. Ah, I don't trust any investment. Ah, ah, ah. This, this, this 50,000. You know there are people who derive joy in seeing their money. Say, the money. They literally worship that money. You've put money in the bank account and the Lord is saying, go and sow that money. Give it to pastor. And you know that your pastor is not broke. I'm sure you know that. So I'll give it to pastor. Say, ah, <laughs> pastor, God, I didn't hear you. Get it behind me. I remember Pastor Yemi David, we were, were with him, and he was saying how that they have saved a five million naira for their facility and all that. And it was in a conference. And God spoke to him and said, son. Go and give that five million naira. And he said, he rebuked that voice. He said, he said as, as, as God, you know, will have it, that a senior 
pastor, like a senior minister, you know, and like a ministry who is more experienced than him, was beside him. And he just peeped into what that one gave. He was very, very small. And he's thinking to himself that, ah, me that I'm here, you are asking me to go and give God, this is wickedness. How would you do this to me? And then reluctantly, he obeyed God. He said, that was what opened up them to that good land. When what you have is not enough, make it a seed into the future. There are things that people are hoarding. You are hoarding. Ah, ah, 100,000 of you. Ah, ah. I remember I learned this from my spiritual grandfather. He says that when he goes to church, you put some money on the right, and the one he doesn't want to spend, you put it on the left. That this is what is left. Then he will put it on the left. Then the, the, the God spoke to him and said, Empty your pocket. And he took everything on in the right. And he dropped. And God said, No, the left. He said, Ah, God, you know that that left ah, is a no go area. Praise God. Say, praise God. So kingdom giving, you practice it. And you give to God. There are first, you can give your first fruits as you're led. If you're led, you're giving of offerings also falls under this. Giving to the poor also falls under this. Praise God. Say, praise God. Let me ask you a question. Imagine your offerings, the, your, the offerings you give in church... That's where you'll be getting your upkeep from when you, when you get to heaven. Imagine. No, no. Just imagine that your offering here on earth, right? When you get to heaven, when you get to heaven, that's where the angels will be giving you your upkeep from. Check how much he has in his account. Some of you, you'll you, you be hunger. <laughs> we'll kill you. <laughs> Because there is nothing in that account, every account. They cannot. Do you know that when you speak about divine provision, it answers to your giving? Do you know that? Because if you don't have, if you've not given enough, you will not have the confidence to pray to God to provide for you. You hear what I'm saying this morning? When you give to a level, you challenge and say, God, uh -uh. there was a woman in the Bible, Dorcas. The woman was. She, she literally, she died in the Bible. And the people who she has been a blessing to, the one she gave close to, the one she gave this to, the one she gave car to, the one she gave this to, the one she gave, they brought it and said, this woman must not die. Everybody brought what she had, I said, this woman must, the woman woke up. Ah! The woman woke up. Hey, ah, ah, this one cannot die. I mean, people thank God for you. I mean, people thank God for you in the name of Jesus Christ. The next one is given to your prophet or your pastor. Who is your prophet? Your prophet is someone who labors over you in word and in prayer. Paul said, if we are sown to you spiritual things, don't we have the right to reap your carnal things? 
Now this is God's word. Glory to God. Let me show you. Hallelujah. Are you in church this morning? Oh, glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus loves me, yes, I know. For the Bible tells me so. First Corinthians 9. From verse 11. First Corinthians 9 from verse 11. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians 9 from verse 11. No, I'll, I'll read from it. Thank you. It says, if we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? But we did not use this right. On the contrary, we, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. This is Bible. And I'm sure you know I'm not preaching this because I need money from anybody. Do you get what I'm saying? God is gracious to me. Do you get what I'm saying? But this is God's word. It says, if we have sown to you spiritual things, it says, he that gives to a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. So God commands... In fact, in Bible days, those who are priests, they eat from the contribution of the people. That was why you see children, you know, Mofine um, and Phineas, right? They were, they were mismanaging God's resources. How many of you have, just, have seen that before in the Bible? So it's important that you understand all of these truths and practice them and do them glory to God say glory to God the next one is honoring your parents Exodus 20:12. you honor your parents that it may be well with you bring me venison that my soul may bless you there's a blessing that comes with that with honoring your parents, even if they have enough, you should reach out. It must be a part. See, let me tell you, you know, in Bible days, it's not prophets that blesses people, it's parents. The blessing that made Jacob, it was from his father. It wasn't just, you know, the pastor or the prophet, no. It was a big deal. When a man wants to die, he will call his children and begin to bless them one after the other. One after the other. One after the other. Trust me, it doesn't matter how much you earn. You must set something aside for your parents. You, it, it's so, you know, there are people that have entitlement mentality. If your parents have sent you to school, have they shown you the way of Christ, they've done enough for you. That's enough. But a lot of times people are entitled. If some people get angry that food is, there's no food in the house, that they've not eaten, 
You've not eaten. That, that they eat, they've eaten maybe twice in a day and they are throwing tantrum. They're angry. They're angry. The mothers will not be begging. Trust me, fathers, they don't care. What is it? Because the man understands that when he was at your age, he did not have that luxury. His mothers will pamper you, oh, or call me, you know, oh. And then you, now you start feeling yourself. Say, Kilowa, Kilowa, what, what do we have now? What do we have? Say, Garewa, or call me. Say, Sugarwa, is there sugar? With, is, there, is there sugar? And then can I get, can I get, say, I have this hundred naira here. I say, okay, Emma, bring it. God will judge you. If you are like that. Can you take a seed to your mom, to your dad? I say, daddy, please pray for me. Sister Penel shared the story of how, you know, she was trusting God to buy a car for her mom or something like that. It must be the dream of every child to make the lives of your parents more comfortable. It must, be, it must be a desire. Now, trust me, you may not be there right now. That's not the problem. But it must be a only, you know what they call only desire? That's where you must, this, you must have that desire. That's why you must have a desire also to say, I'm, tr- I'm looking forward to the day I will give my first million to church. It must be a desire. You must also have that desire that one day I'm going to do this with my mom I'm going to take my mom out of Nigeria. I'm going to buy a car for her. I'm going to change her house. I'm going to buy a washing machine. I'm going to do this. You, you must desire to make the lives of your parents come. There's a blessing in the scriptures attached to doing that. Can somebody say amen to that? Do you agree with that? It's God's word. Praise God. Even if you don't agree. Praise God. The next one is spirit-led seed sowing. Now, this is very different. Your seed in God's system design is designed to push you into your next level financially. In 1 Kings chapter 3, the Bible say, talks about Solomon. That Solomon gave God a thousand offerings. And when he gave God that offering, God appeared to him and said, what do you want? <laughs> oh, glory to God. I said, glory to God. I feel like showing you that scripture. I think I'm teach, preaching this morning. It says, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, from, let's read from verse 1. Of the king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices for that was the most important high place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. Let's go to verse 5. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night. God could not wait for, for, the, for, the, for the morning. God appeared to him in the night, in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Ask for 
ask for whatever. Now let me ask you a question. If God gives you a blank check right now, what are you going to ask for right now? And that is where the mindset comes into place. Your mind must be able to conceive big things. Ask for what you want. You'll be amazed at what some people will ask for. God, just give me my house rent. House rent is what I need. When you can ask God for an estate, are you hearing what I'm saying? I've said this before. Somebody was going to travel. And then he came to ask me, you know, he used to call me or she back in school. He said, oh, she, what should I buy for you? He was going to the UK at the time. That should be around 2004. You know, I think I was in 200 level or so. And he came to ask me or 300 level or something like that. He said, what should I, you know, what should I buy? I said, oh, I said, buy me a neck chain, neck chain. I said, neck chain. I said, yeah, this neck chain, neck chain. I said, okay. Came back and brought the neck chain. I got the neck chain. I looked at myself. Funny thing, before then, I never won neck chain. I don't know what came over me. It must, it must have been one funny spirit. If God appears to you right now, right, I said, Son, Tunde. What do you want right now? And I think God is asking somebody that question right now. What do you want? What are you going to say? I love Ezekiel. Can this boss live again? You say only you know. <laughs> Very smart man of God. If God shows up, so what do you want? I will say, bless me with the fullness of your blessing. You cannot be with God and be calling money. He says, oh God. He says, the silver is mine. The gold is mine. I got to, he said, he the cattle upon the thousand hills. He said, they belong to me. Some of you, you just say, I'll, let me tell you something. If you, if you get 10 million right now, before you leave this all, you will finish spending it. How many good cars can you buy with 10 million naira? If you're able to buy one. I mean, I was talking to my wife that you see how people can have a very poor mentality. Say so you think you have 50 million, you think you have money. 50 million can't even buy a good house. In some places. Except if you want to buy the house. Don't worry, I won't say it, my usual. Except if you want to buy the house in your hometown. Glory to God. Let us say, neighbor. You are not there yet. God is preparing you for something bigger. Can I get an amen to that? Spirit led soon. I saw a thread on Twitter. I think it was, I think last week or so. So a guy said that, you know, he, he came to his heart to sow a seed. And then he was trusting God for a job. I mean, if you saw that thread, I don't know if you saw it. You, did you see it? Did you see it? Okay, I think you shared it. Yeah, she shared it. Yeah. 
So he said he was trusting God for, you know, some something, a job or a contract. And then, you know, a, a seed was called or so. And then, am I correct? Yeah, then he gave the seed. He said, when he gave the seed, that he lost that contract. Ha! I mean, have been there before. When they caught seed, you came out with faith, with your offering in your hand. If I, if I, the way you dropped it, you dropped it with, with a spiritual attitude. Then you stayed and prayed. And then you got home. The things that began to happen to you were the opposite. <laughs> Anybody like that? Then you got sacked. Ah! I wonder. God, where did we bust out from? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you hold on your faith, you hold on your faith. He says, hold on fast to your confession of your faith. The reason why most seeds don't work is that when we plant the seed, we uproot it with doubt and unbelief. That's what happens. So because it has not happened, or because it's not happening fast, the way you want it to happen, I believe God. Then you think that you have the anointing. Then you come and I say, please, uh, I would like you to borrow me some time. You say, I don't have. Say, ah, we thought you pray, you pray in church today. How can you say you don't have? Then you now begin to second guess yourself. Then your faith now begins to drop. Am I talking to somebody in the house this morning? Do you, do you, can you relate? I can relate with it very well. Then you are wondering, what's happening? What's happening? But you see, if you can hold on to God, the Bible says, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. You hold on with faith and confidence in God. I'll just run through the rest. Get understanding. That's number eight. Now, get understanding. Prosperity will not happen without understanding. And even if it does, it cannot be sustained. You need understanding. What is understanding? To know what is standing under something. That's understanding. So you are in you are in business. What is standing under business? You are into makeup business. What that's why you read. That's why you get knowledge to understand the business, to understand how it works. And you must desire to be the best at the very thing that you do. Praise God. Say, praise God. The next one is invest in assets. Genesis 26. And Isaac was great. And all that. And he had possessions of herds and stocks and all that. Invest in assets. Let me say this. Money has wings. And has the capacity to fly. If you don't tie it down. I'll say it again. Money has wings. And it has the capacity to fly if you don't tie it down. 
I've said this last week and I'll say it again. This is, I know you, you all of faith people will not agree with this. But let me tell you, there are seasons in life. In the Bible, there is a time for abundance. There's a time for famine. It's in the Bible, Genesis 41. So, maybe, you know, you're having, you know, money now. You know, everything is, everything is flowing. One of my friends will say, like, that's what my friends say. Like, everything is just, you know, man, everything is just happening. You're balling, like, you know, you're balling and all that. Go and tie something down. Are you with me? Don't buy what you don't need. Praise God. Say, praise God. Invest. And if you are still here, you are still have, having something in your mind telling you that sporting bets will make you wealthy. You need to renew your mind. Because you need deliverance. Like, after, if you think that will, you are still thinking that way that, you know, you are going to you know, do some gambling and you, you need to see me. I need to focus on you. And lay hands and legs and bodies on you. Because you have never started the journey at all if you have that mindset. In fact, if you get it, you cannot sustain it. If at all. Have you not seen people that who made millions and then the next minute? Anybody like that? You've seen people like that? Yeah. Glory to God. Say glory to God. How many of you, many years ago, you, you invested in all those wealth solutions? Pennywise. Be bold about it. Be bold about it. My hands are up. Be bold about it. Be bold about it. My hands are up. Ah! That was out that year. I used our rent to do that thing. Did I tell you? I'm not even sure I told my wife. Ah! <laughs> ah! She said, I'm not sure. Ah, you carry it. Okay, I did it. Ah, I put. And as I hear in news, that it's crash. crash. Ah! I started praying. Say, you must not survive, you only want to see corruption, Lord. But the Lord made the way. Hallelujah. God did it. The moment I. To quite the thing, I said, Glory to God, <laughs> let, let them perish. <laughs> they say, Be wise, kingdom prosperity doesn't come that way. Make no mistakes, don't even, don't even let it be part of your options. You know, that people who are praying, who are praying to God. <laughs> I think I've heard that joke before. I said, uh, you know, there's this woman that picked a number. Something, something. I can't remember this. And then you start trusting God. In the pastor, if you pray for me, let me. I, that's why I always ask, what are you, what exactly is the prayer? Because people are saying, Pastor, you know, pray so that they can pick the right number. You know, two odds, something, something. <laughs> the next, the second to the last one, I'm rushing now because of time. Create multiple streams of income. You cannot experience real prosperity without multiple streams of income. You must have 
multiple streams of income. Do you understand that? Then the last one is be diligent in your work. Proverbs 10, 4. Let's see that. These are the two scriptures I will read. Proverbs 10, 4. Proverbs 10, 4. Proverbs 10, 4. It says, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Message. Message. It says, sloth makes you poor. Diligence brings wealth. New KJV. I think I'm looking for where you're saying about lazy or something. Or KJV. Is it KJV? Glory, 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 glory to God. He become poor that dealeth with a slack hand or a lazy hand, but the hand of the diligent make it what? Make it rich. Proverbs 12, 24. Proverbs 12, 24. It says, diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. Message translation. The diligent find freedom in their work. The lazy are oppressed by work. NIV. NIV. Diligent ants will rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. Be diligent in what you do. The grace of God is not a replacement for the effort of man. The grace of God is not a replacement for the effort of man. The grace of God is a complement for the effort of man. I labored more abundantly than they all. So all of you put together, said I labored. That, that's what it meant. Not I labored more than you all. No, I labored more, labor more than they all. So all of them put together, I labored more than all of them put together. That's what it meant. They yet not I but the grace of God which was bestowed upon me. I always say it, I'll say it again without any apology. If you are a man, you wake up by 7 a.m., you are lazy. If at 6 a.m., you are, you are a bit, you are in between, you are trying, you are trying. How can you be a man? And you are waking up 7 a.m., then you now start with devotion. What are you? What are you doing? 7 a.m. devotion. <laughs> Except you walked overnight. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Except you walked overnight. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Wave your hands to Jesus and say, Lord, I receive grace. Say, I receive grace. I receive grace for prosperity. Say, Lord, I receive grace. Strengthen me, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibesar podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Show on Instagram at Show or Shibesar or at Grace Made NG.